Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. I'm back. Let's get it. It's a five-hour KM to AM on WFAN with my WFAM. Come one, come all. Bandwagon fans, Fairweather fans, Jets fans, Giants fans, Yankees fans, Mets fans, WFAN fans that call up to talk to the host about the sports and the teams and the topics and the news. Whoa, Alex, good grief. Got my headphones up too loud. You got me right there. Uh, Alex behind the boards, my man, Double A. If you are a listener of Talking Nets podcast, Alex is a young man who's worked his way up from like intern, cutting tape, board hopping. Now he's producing my show tonight and he co hosts Talking Nets and helps produce Talking Nets with me. Give it up for Alex Azarm, AKA Double A. I just call him Double A because his initials are AA. Anyway, Keith McPherson here, KM, KM to AM. This is a five-hour sports talk program where you call in 877-337-6666, and we can talk about anything. I want to talk about everything tonight. I've got three mystery guests. I've never done that before, but as I put together these three guests today, I'm like, uh, it's a range of things, and I want it to be a range of things. I don't want to talk about the same thing for five hours. I don't want to take calls on the same thing. I, I listen to WFAN the same way you do. There's only so many ways we can talk around, you know, the same things. We will, but you got to mix something else in there. I like to be a tastemaker. I like to sprinkle in a little sample of something out there for somebody who's listening that might not care about the Giants and Tommy Cutlets, might not care about the Jets and Zach Wilson's best performance, and might not care about Mitchell Robinson being out for weeks. What are the Knicks going to do without Mitchell Robinson? Or might not care about the Nets at all. We already spoke on the Nets, and there's people that love to say, nobody cares about the Nets, it's the worst. So when I have my guests call in, I'll ask them, let's say, two to three questions to try and uh, help you figure out who you're listening to. Sometimes the voice is a dead giveaway, but I think that'll be fun tonight. Call in before that, though. The first mystery caller, mystery guest won't be for another 40 minutes. 877-337-6666. What's at the top of my mind? What's on the 
front of my mind. Uh, Juan Soto. So I was in the Zoom call today. Um, I get access to that as media. I was going to ask a question, but my son had his bottle at 4.15. He was tweaking, and I didn't want to be the guy to jump on the Zoom being daddy. But I was going to ask Juan Soto about his daddy. I tried to put in the chat, hey, somebody asked Juan Soto about his dad being a Yankee fan, coming to Yankee Stadium in 2018 to root on his son as a Washington National. Could somebody ask about that? I think the reporters did a good job, though. You know, they asked about the Dominican population and the Dominican fans in New York. They asked him about coming to New York and playing in front of the fans, Yankees fans, all fans in that stadium. And, man, it just was cool to see him embrace it, put on the Yankee hat, smile, uh, tell us that he was just playing video games. He was playing Nintendo with his friends when A.J. Preller called him and told him the news. Great. Juan Soto is a New York Yankee. But I say that to say this. I think after watching that whole Zoom, he played it very well. And I think that Scott Boris was definitely in his ear to tell him, hey, 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 you know, we saw you change your Instagram and your Twitter. You got the Photoshop ver- version of yourself in the Yankee uniform. You haven't stepped foot in the Bronx. You haven't put on that uniform. This is a one-year trial. This is a one-year thing for now. When you hit the market, you're going to be big time, boy. Like, There's no reason for you to even give an idea or an inkling that your dad is a Yankee fan, you might have grew up rooting for the Yankees, you like the Yankees, you want to meet Derek Jeter. No, this is a job. And you got a whole year, a whole season to feel things out and see how you like it in comparison to Washington, San Diego, which he said about the hat, you know, it's just a different feel putting on that hat. It's iconic. 877-337-6666. So some were wondering, and myself included, why there wasn't the Juan Soto press conference like we got to see with Aaron Judge last year, even though Judge was a Yankee and just, you know, re-signed. And Rodon last year. And even uh, going back to Garrett Cole and Masahiro Tanaka. And specifically, Giancarlo Stanton. Because Stanton was traded for. He wasn't signed as a free agent. If you go to my Twitter, at Keith underscore McPherson, you can also talk to me during the show. I can get uh, right back to you there if you can't get through on the phones. But I was tweeting about it earlier today. And I just broke it down for some people, at least from my logic and my thinking. Juan Soto was in Miami last night watching the Dolphins lose, and we're definitely going to talk about that tonight as the Jets face them next. And they have some injuries that could give the Jets a slight advantage to compete. But Juan Soto was photographed down there with his brother and with Ellie De La Cruz in Miami at the game. Juan Soto lives in Miami. He has a place in Miami. And I really don't think there's any reason for him to fly up here, especially if the Yankees... We're in California with Yamamoto yesterday. We're definitely going to talk about Yamamoto tonight and Shohei Otani. The Zoom was perfectly fine because there's no reason to roll out the red carpet and have the pomp and circumstance unveiling the number 22 for a guy that might be here today and gone tomorrow. When he hits free agency, which is is, is not a guarantee, but it's a, it's a strong thought to have anyone out there, Met fan, Yankee fan, baseball fan, none of the above, that he's going to test free agency because of Scott Boris. Now, you know, he did allude to the fact that the Yankees know the number to dial and who to call. They've, you know, dealt with Scott Boris. Garrett Cole is a Scott Boris guy. And I'm sure the Yankees will probably try to get ahead of that and lock Juan Soto up. But, man, this weekend, as I took a nice screen break, as I call it, just deleting apps from my phone that are nonsense, mostly social media or things that don't require my 
direct, like, you know, my direct uh, focus on the weekend so I can really lock in and be there for my family. I took a screen break, and I didn't catch the Otani news until the Cave Dwellers, my former MLB fan Cave cave Dwellers, have a, a chat. And I wake up from a nap, and it's Otani signed for $700 million. And I'm like, excuse me, say seven hundred. How many years? 300 years? 10 years. We're going to talk about the Shohei Otani contract tonight. The breakdown of it, the deferred money, $680 million. <laughs> Hell of a gamble. Hell of a bet. But, like, we've talked about Otani a ton. I pointed to him being a Dodger, being a Dodger a bunch. And now he's with the Dodgers, and he's taking a team-friendly deal, which is going to absolutely shift baseball and thoughts around these mega contracts with these baseball players. Not everybody's going to do it. Not everybody's going to think to do it. The Yankees didn't think to try and do something like that with their own guy and Aaron Judge. Some guys want to be the highest-paid player, AAV. They want their money up front. They're not doing the deferred thing. But I think Shohei Otani makes so much money outside of the game, he knew he could play that game where he makes $2 million a year, and then he gets all of this deferred money later on. It's a smart move. I mean, the guys, he, he should get married. He should have some kids. He's going to be filthy rich. He might boost the economy over there in Japan with some of that. <laughs> this guy is nuts. Like, what? I mean, I knew it, though. I knew it, though. I, I thought there was a chance that he didn't want to absolutely spit on the Anaheim Angels franchise and their fans. And Nah, it's not about that. It, it's, it's business. It's not personal. The Dodgers made the most sense for him to stay where he lives, uh, for him to go with the A-team over there. They have been saving money all of these years. And, I mean, now, with the money that he brings in, you know, I read an article about all of the Japanese media. That's another thing. There's so much. There's so many Japanese media members that move to the Los Angeles, Anaheim area to cover Shohei Otani over these last four or five years. That if he decided to go to Toronto, they would have had to up and move with him. He he was considerate of those folks as well. And I think the whole thing, like Friday, really that's what got me to delete the apps. The whole if you heard my show Friday night, John Morosi and then them tracking the flight and everybody on Twitter overreacting, thinking Otani is going to the Rogers Center and. Really, Yusei Kikuchi uh, had rented out a 50-person um, space for his wife's surprise dinner, and they thought it was for Otani. It just was nonsense, and we're, we're living in a time now where you, you can't believe anything on the Internet, you know. Believe half of what you see, none of what you hear. I've been saying that a lot lately because when I was younger, I feel like we, we didn't have the Twitter accounts that were pretending to be uh, accredited journalists, and we also just didn't have all of the nonsense and and all these people flying around with, with you know, trying to be first and trying to figure out what's going on. Otani wanted to be private. He wanted everything to be secretive. And it, he went to the most obvious place. 877-337-6666. Will Juan Soto defer his money? <laughs> Will Juan Soto defer money so that the Yankees can build and be better around him in the short term? I mean, he's going to be rich. He's not Otani rich, but he's going to be rich. It's an interesting thought to have. And then there's people that are talking about what this is going to do to baseball. Oh, more players are going to do this so that they can team up. I don't, I, if, if you have the thought, and we'll move on from this in a second, but if you have the, the thought that you know guys are going to team up, like a lot of folks are pointing to Yamamoto joining Shohei Otani in L.A., which, I mean, I've said that on air here as well because Yamamoto said he wants to play with another Japanese player. Uh, he just won MVP three times in Japan. He played in the World Baseball Classic with Otani. Why wouldn't he just come join Otani? There's a chance that both the Mets and Yankees miss out. But if you're thinking that this is a strategy that players are going to take to team up in baseball to make, like, super teams, the Dodgers still don't scare me. The Dodgers aren't a super team to me. 
baseball has the most parity out of any sport. And you can't call it. You can look at the Dodgers on paper. They can win 111 games, whatever. And then they can get into a series and do nothing. Mookie Betts does nothing. Freddie Freeman does nothing. And Shohei Otani's not pitching next year. He's hitting next year. And he's not a guaranteed uh, superstar. So I, I just think the notion that, oh, this is going to make players go join up with other players and take less money so they can finagle the salary cap. And the fact that people thought that, like, this was some type of loophole outside of the luxury tax and the, the CBA. No, when they locked out last year, they knew about all this. They knew that this could potentially happen. It's just Shohei Otani, the biggest name in the sport commanding the most money we've ever seen in the sport. He did it in a crafty way. We'll, we'll break it down, and uh, we'll certainly talk about that. But I know what you guys want to talk about. The Heisman Trophy. You guys want to talk about the Heisman Trophy celebration that happened in New York over the weekend at Lincoln Center? Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy watching the Heisman Trophy every year, and I know you guys don't really want to talk about it, but as I was coming in here to get on air, I saw ESPN with a report that the mock draft for 2024 – has Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner from LSU, quarterback from LSU, who spoke to his dad in his uh, acceptance speech about thanking him about, you know, making him a corner, raising him a corner, but he wanted to play quarterback. So this guy's a dynamic athlete. He's also a transfer, which, you know, I thought that was an interesting. I didn't really get too much into it Friday because Football Friday, nobody wanted to really talk about it. But I thought that was an interesting dynamic with the Heisman Trophy, right? Bo Nix. Started at Auburn, transferred to Oregon. Michael Penix Jr. started at Indiana, transferred to Washington. And then the winner, Jaden Daniels, started at ASU out there in Arizona and transferred to LSU and didn't have the most wins, didn't have the most success, but he had ridiculous numbers and he wins the Heisman. As I was walking in here, ESPN has your New York Giants drafting him at number four overall in this upcoming draft. Now, I understand today is Tommy DeVito Tuesday. I understand that this is a day we should be celebrating the best story that we have in New York football. I've been saying that for two, three weeks now. Tommy DeVito, as a local kid from Don Bosco Prep, winning games with the New York Giants, somewhat saving the season for the New York Giants, is the best story that we, we have from the Jets or Giants this year. No one saw this coming. No one saw this coming. They didn't even let the guy throw. And I, I think that's going to really hurt them down the stretch here. When they're going to need one more game, when they're going to need that one game for a tiebreaker or that one game to get in, they're going to regret that rainy game against their in-stadium rivals, the New York Jets, where they handcuffed this kid and didn't let him throw. Are you watching the games? He can make the throws. Now, I'm not going to get on air tonight and act like this guy is better than Daniel Jones. I think that's nuts. I think after four games, you know, win, or – Six games I think he's played in, four starts, won three of them against the Commanders, the Patriots, and the Packers. We can't say that this kid is better than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was a six overall pick. And we have to look at things like the offensive line and the weapons, right? Daniel Jones didn't have a healthy Andrew Thomas for but so long this year. Andrew Jones, or Andrew Jones, Daniel Jones didn't have Andrew Thomas, and then he had the turnstile Evan Neal blocking for him. Evan Neal hasn't been playing. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt at center missed some games. He's back now. He had a great block that sprung Saquon. I think you have to look at just the difference in personnel and also the difference in feeling. That's the common de denominator here as I transition into the Jets. Pressure versus no pressure. Expectations versus no expectations. There's no pressure on the third-string quarterback. Brock Purdy is being looked at as the MVP. 
Brock Purdy had no pressure last year. Came out and won game after game. And I know they're drawing parallels to Tommy DeVito with Brock Purdy. But there's no pressure when you're going out there. I love that the kids said, I've been playing the game since I'm five. And I just try to have fun with it. The stage isn't too big. The lights aren't too bright. He's from down the street. He's running the ball. He's making ridiculous throws. He's leading them to victory. You give him credit for that, but you don't get so far ahead of yourself to start talking playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? Come on now. Come on now. I I, I know it's mathematically still possible, but, I mean, a lot more has to happen, and we'll talk about the games that he played. Like, nobody was getting on the fan after the Cowboys smacked the Giants the second time saying, Tommy DeVito, he's the future. He's going to lead us to the playoffs. It's a good story. I'm not here to rain on his parade. We should be lifting him up tonight. Best story in football. But it's about pressure versus no pressure. It's about expectations versus little to no expectations. And how quickly we forget all about the Jets. The Jets won. The Jets beat the Texans. But I think that the Texans walked into a perfect storm. It was raining. It was a storm. And the Texans walked in probably underestimating their opponent because the last two weeks of film, they watched Tim Boyle. And even when they went back to the film of Zach Wilson, it's like, all right, this guy don't scare me none. You had the commonality of Domingo Ryans and Rob Sala, both defensive coordinators that came from San Francisco, similar systems. But then you have C.J. Stroud, who people are talking about, offensive rookie of the year, even in the MVP conversation, coming into that game without his starting tight end in Dalton Schultz, coming into that game without another rookie sensation in Tank Dell. Nico Collins got knocked out of the game. He got knocked out of the game. He's, his leading receiver was Bevin Jordan, backup tight end, had like three catches, 35 yards. They couldn't get anything going. Uh, Noah Brown had zero. And they walked into Jet Life Stadium on a rainy, soggy day with uh, Zach Wilson, who looked slightly different, right? The way he was just flicking the ball. Look at the flick of the wrist. I'm watching Zach Wilson play, and I'm like, this guy don't care anymore. What, why should he care? There's, there's no Fs left to give at this point. He's most likely done here, but go out there and play free and throw the ball around. The play calling seemed better. You know, throwing the ball to Brees Hall out of the backfield, getting the ball to Garrett Wilson, mixing it up a little bit. Randall Cobb scored a touchdown. Xavier Gibson scored a touchdown. I mean, it was the worst game as we expected. First half, 0-0. But in the second half, you knew the Jets score points. The the Jets defense is not going to give it up. But there was just something different about it. There's no expectation of Aaron Rodgers coming back anymore. If there is, it's like a 5% or less chance. There's no expectations of, oh, Zach Wilson is playing for his career or his time here. You've already been benched multiple times. Timmy Boyle was released after the last two starts. You have nothing to lose. Go out there and let it rip. Play. And, man, football, it's a game pressure burst pipes. When you're thinking too much and there's a lot of pressure and expectations, it's harder to play. Daniel Jones, as I hear people tearing down Daniel Jones. Wow, forgot about the 10 games he won last year. Forgot about the road playoff win that he won. How how he stayed healthy, how he was hurt, how he ran the ball, how he carried the team at times. Forgot all about Daniel Jones. Now it's Tommy DeVito is the future. We don't need to draft a quarterback. Well, just slow down on it. Let's talk about all the things tonight. The Jets and the Giants most likely will be picking in the top 10. I think it's great that... We're not talking about tanking on either side. I think it's great that in the NFL, it's any given Sunday, and those were two any given Sunday games. The Packers, after beating the Lions and the Chiefs, they walked into one. They were shooting themselves in the foot. But it's great that we're not talking about tanking, and we have a day today 
to look at the Jets and look at the Giants and feel proud and be happy and you got to enjoy a Sunday, a victory Monday, a victory Tuesday, but reality has to sink back in by the end of the night. It's no guarantee that uh, Tommy DeVito goes on to beat the Saints and the Rams and the Eagles twice and the math has got to math up perfectly with the other teams losing to get to the playoffs. And with Zach Wilson at this point, What's he planned for? I, I think there's zero chance that they bring him back next year. But if he plays himself into a situation where they put that on, a, on the line again for a third time, shame on the Jets. But I guess now you feel a little bit better about your head coach and your, your offensive coordinator or whatever because they won a game. You couldn't lose all the way out. But we'll talk all around it. We'll talk all about it. My main line here is pressure. No expectations, right? It's easier to do things with no pressure. It's easier for me to come and open the show and do a five-hour show now versus – uh, two, three years ago when I would come in here and my heart be beating out of my chest. I'm chilling now because I know what I'm doing. I got reps. I got experience. I, I got experience. Like, there's a difference when you're going out there and letting it rip like Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson. What do you got to lose? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Yeah. You're listening to The Fan. WFAN, the fan in New York, KM to AM, Keith McPherson, your nighttime host, talking sports. 877-337-6666. Let's get right to the phones. I mean, I opened up talking about Tommy DeVito and the Giants, Zach Wilson and the Jets, Otani's contract, Juan Soto having his Zoom press conference and not an actual press conference in Yankee Stadium. Uh, plenty more to do. Let's start talking to you before I bring in my mystery guest, Gary and Waterbury. First up, do it, Gary. Oh, yo, shots, yo, P-Rock, CL Smooth on the intro. Props. I you step got it. on stage, you know, Keith, I step on stage, girls scream like I'm Keith. And, you know, this is for him and his, them and theirs, you and yours, <laughs> shouts to Keith Murray. 
Yeah, I'm due for some you know, bars. I gotta, I gotta write some. I gotta write some raps to kick on the radio by Friday. That's a, you know, it's a lame Tuesday in here. It's a very lame. Got time. the club uh, going you know, up on no, a Tuesday. Season, yeah, the season's ended months ago for football. No, so, but let's pretend. Know, let's, Come on, Gary. Let's be real about Gary, that. Let's no, pretend. we're not pretending anymore. This is our and, last chance you know to what? pretend. Playoffs? No, they ended a long time ago. All right. And, you know, the Mets are uh, not Gary, getting I don't know. anyone TM, TMZ than Soto. said that Aaron Rodgers might, uh, you know, let's pretend. Aaron well, Rodgers, get, Christmas. Yeah, but we the Yanks won the offseason already today because the Mets cannot get anyone better than Soto. No, I wouldn't say to that. Help them in a, in a, they can't. Yo, Soto I will say is that, that Ronnie Mauricio news. No, he is a beast. Though. Who can they get free agent-wise that's going to help them in a one-year Yamamoto. Span? Yamamoto. No, come on. Sure. Uh, we won- No, Yanks won the offseason already. And it, no, they already won it. Nah. Some will say the Dodgers won it. They got Shohei Otani. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, if, but for, for our York, purposes uh, here, New yeah. York. New, but that, that's another thing. No, Didn't the Mets New, come no, out and say Mets. that? I'm just talking. They're changing just their just philosophy, the man. They're not trying to go win the World Series this year. It's a step back to refocus, recalibrate. Year one under David Stearns. They're not going big game hunting like they once were. They're not going to get Otani. That's done. Um, this time last year, everybody was calling up saying, oh, no one's going to outbid King Cohen for Otani. Okay, we, we've yet to hear what his bid was. I don't think he even got a chance to place a bid. Yamamoto, I don't think Yamamoto, the more I think about it, I'm like, why would Yamamoto not enter Major League Baseball right over there as a Dodger with Otani and Otani's contract makes it so this kid can get paid right away. Like I, I mean, I don't know. The only thing the the only thing the Yanks team, you know, New York teams could win now is the off season. You know, that's the only win they they're going to have to win something for me to believe in anything. But Keith, how far is Dallas going to go? Whew, I, I need that. I Come think, on. I think. I mean, if they end up facing the Forty ers for the third year in a row, they're going to lose to the Forty ers so I would love to see that lineup and be the NFC Championship. Let's say that the Cowboys are looking like they could get to the NFC Championship, but I'm Keith, no I'm no delusional Dallas fan. No, um, but the Dallas fans are really great, yo. When Dallas Giants, they're really good fans. There's tons of them. There's I know. I know more than I like to admit. And that it's are been around too long. Me. It's been too and, long. And, and, and I know. And this year, you know what? You know, Foo Philly and yeah, you know Philly you know, I got to get that in there. Even, you know, Keith, love you, dog. Thanks for the call, Gary. 877-337-6666. Yeah, uh, I was talking to Spike yesterday. Spike, obviously, Philly guy. I'm like, I fell asleep on Sunday Night Football. I, I was sleeping comfortably. I woke up, the game was over. I'm like, oh, well, I wasn't worried that the Cowboys were going to lose. I just was like, oh, I actually was in bed, fell asleep on the game. I'm getting tired, man. Baby gets up at 5, 6 a.m. You know what it is, but... Uh, I'm not delusional with the Dallas Cowboys. Let's see. So far, so good. Ten wins. Tommy in New Hyde Park on the fan in New York. Go for it, Tommy. Keith, how you doing? Great. Good to be back. How are you? Uh, so it's good to hear from you. I wish you were on every night because you explain everything in the monologue. And that's sometimes I'm like, oh, why am I calling? You just told me all my questions. But anyway, how you doing? I'm good. I uh, didn't exactly catch what you just said there. You said, uh, I explained everything in my monologue, then what? Like, I don't even need to call you anymore. No, you do, and that's why we have the conversation. I'm just 
I guess I'm just expounding on things that I heard today from different calls, hosts, and then as I write my notes, I put together my takes and my thoughts on things. I, I, I know we are um, prisoners of the moment. We, yeah, we, we are. We love it. And, and that's why these are daily, nightly shows on the radio, specifically here. I know Twitter is similar to that, but, like, the news cycle is so quick and things change so fast. Something else is going to happen. Um, well, let's see. But I, I try to reserve judgment. Honestly, I didn't think that the Giants would beat the Packers. Like I just said, well, seeing the Packers beat the Lions on Thanksgiving and then beat the Chiefs on yeah, National Television. Yeah, money on those games, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but good for Tommy DeVito. He's the best story we have. I mean, I played high school football in Jersey. I love seeing him. Don Bosco prep. Like, the kid is living the absolute dream. It's it's wilder than a dream. Like, it's it's crazy that this actually happened. But I think when we actually reel it in, that's why I dropped the name Jaden Daniels out there. Like, but I think we had a good Dallas win, and now we're both ten and three, and I think we can win the division. Yeah, I, I think that's possible, and I think that they should. We'll see. It's December football. The Cowboys have the Buffalo Bills on the schedule. They have the Lions on the schedule. The Dolphins on the schedule. If they keep beating those teams, and Dak keeps playing the way he's playing, Dak should be. The MVP, and they should have I, a good shot to. Um, they should have a good shot to advance. They're talking about Purdy, but I think it's Dak. Yeah, mean. well, it'll uh, let's see because Purdy has to face. I think Purdy down the stretch faces the Cardinals. That's a win. Commanders, that's a win. But I also yeah. think he like we're gonna get a Super Bowl preview. I think it's Ravens Niners Super Bowl. I've been saying that for three weeks on the fan. That game comes up in two weeks. Let's see what Purdy looks like against the Ravens defense. Um, right, but I also think they're not. They don't want. They don't want to talk about Brock Purdy. It's not sexy to say Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, is the MVP. It's much better to say Dak Prescott, big money Dak, even though he's a fourth-round pick, he plays for the star, Dallas Cowboys quarterback. He's the MVP. Thanks for the call, Tommy. Let's keep it rolling, though. Gabe in Wayne, New Jersey, on the fan. What's up, Gabe? Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking the call, man. Um, switching gears about with uh, baseball, Let's. honestly, man. I, I heard this Juan Soto press conference. I'm thrilled. And here's why. He didn't offer any sort of commitment beyond one year with New York, but here's why I like it. He basically put the ball in the Yankees' court, which puts the pressure on the Yankees. And if this offseason so far is any indication of how the Yankees operate under pressure from their fan base, I think that's a good indication of them trying to pursue him long term. Because, look, he said, the door's open. Talk to Scott Boris. You know yep. who to talk to. Don't talk to me. So I think that that's positive because we automatically assumed that he was going to shut down any kind of conversations about a contract extension. So the door's open there. But the he, Yankees he played it move. well. The, uh, I think at least three different reporters tried to ask the question about, like, wanting to stay here or would he sign an extension and not hit free agency? And, you know, he left it open. And it's just like, I don't know, like, think about your own life. Are you going to um, take a look at an, an apartment and say, yeah, I'll live here for the rest of my life? Before you actually spend a night there, spend a year there? No. This this guy, the next contract he signs, that's it. He's signing He's signing most likely for the rest of his career. And, man, I think, uh, shout out to all my Dominicans, De Lo Mio personnel, the Dominican community right. in New York right. can make him not want to leave. And specifically in the Bronx, in that area, coming to Yankee Stadium, Dominican Yankee fans will show this guy some type of love that he'll, he'll be like, I'm, I'm home. There's nowhere else to go. And, yes, the pressure will be on Hal Steinbrenner, Brian Cashman, and the Yankees to come up with that contract. And maybe they get crafty like they did in L.A. with Juan Soto or with uh, Otani's deal when it comes to Juan Soto. 
Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. And honestly, I mean, I, I feel like this isn't his first go in New York. He's got family in New York. He's, he's about New York City, mm-hmm. um, at least at the, the, the perception that I get from him. So I don't think that it's out of the out of the stretch of the imagination that he wants to stay in New York long term. The question is, are the Yankees going to move before the Mets do? Are they going to make a bigger offer than the Mets? I like it from the perspective of the fan base now can put the pressure on the Yankees. The Yankees aren't going to be able to claim at the end of the season, ah, he just didn't like the Yankees. He didn't like the Bronx. He didn't like New York. Right? Well, yeah. That's Let's see how it goes. Problem. Let's it's, see how he plays. I mean, they put out a little uh, uh, illustration of him in the uniform. I'm like, this guy's going to look tough in that Yankee uniform. They, the Yankees and Juan Soto did a collab post today. They put out like a cartoon illustration of him doing the shuffle in the Yankee yeah. uniform. I'm like, this guy is going to look great in the pinstripes. And I think, you know, I, I was in the I was in the Zoom, but I didn't a- ask the question. I wanted to ask, hey, is it true that your dad was a Yankee fan? Did you guys grow up watching the Yankees, rooting for the Yankees? Was it just him? Was it you or both? Because, man, if your pops is sitting in legends watching you play all season, if your dad is loving – how he gets treated coming to Yankee Stadium, that's a big influence on you. That's going to be the question, right? It's like with Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole wanted to be a Yankee for life. Did he give the indication that he wanted to be a Yankee for life every time he was interviewed? No. No, because Scott Boris advised there, him, right? no, we got to get the most money we can exactly. out of them. They got to pay the top price. I think the Angels, where he grew up not far from the Angels ballpark out there in, in Anaheim, they were in the running. But, you know, I went to sleep that night. I think that just passed. Um, the anniversary of that, I don't know how many years now, four years. Cole, when I woke up that morning and saw that Cole was a Yankee, I looked at my post from back then, and my post was, don't tell me what the Yankees are going to do and not do. Don't tell me how St- how, how Hal Steinbrenner is going to spend his money. He did it. When I went to sleep that night, people were saying, oh, the numbers came out, uh, nine years, $36 million for Cole. There's no way the Yankees do that. So I went to sleep actually thinking, ah, it's too much for the guy, and woke up, no, no, they did it. Thanks for the call. I mean, you don't know anything. We don't know anything. We talk so much about the future and what's going to happen. Let's try and focus on right now, the here and now. I know we're prisoners of the moment, but like, let's just focus on facts and what we have. The facts, Juan Soto is going to play for the Yankees in 2024. I also wanted to ask if he like really wants to bat third or if he doesn't mind where Boom puts him in the order or you know whatever that might be. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. Right back at it on the fan. Mystery caller number one is on deck. Let's bring him into the batter's box in five, four, three, two, one. Mystery caller, do not reveal your name. I'll ask you two or three questions, and I think our audience will figure out who you are. You can say hello, though. Hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> what's up, bro? So, um, yeah, um, you're not a New Yorker, right? Uh, where, where where do you uh, find yourself uh, living these days? Where's your uh, state or city of residence? You know, I'm not a New Yorker, but I did live in Manhattan for three years. Mm-hmm. But I think most would identify me as a Boston guy. Yeah, I remember those days. I, I like you better. This version of you, I like I like you better. This version versus the, uh, you know, those three years when you were among us. I, I just was talking about how I used to hear you call the other station, I believe. And, man, when you would call the other station, I think I was deeper in Yankees Twitter. I'm like, this guy is a troll. Why are they bringing him on New York radio? He only does one thing. And, uh... 
Like I couldn't stand it, but I listened. I definitely heard a, a, a good uh, amount of those. So um, mm. now, hmm, wh- where do you work now? Tell people what you do now without telling, uh, without giving it away. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I guess you could say I work a bunch of places. Number one, I work at DraftKings. Uh, you and I, we we danced a little bit on MLB Network. Yes, sir. I'm doing some stuff for Nesson. And uh, I do some stuff for uh, the ninety-eight-five Sports Hub over here in Boston as well. Man, so lo- I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a man of many hats. Love seeing you on the like run of show when we had the pre-show and and we saw who the guest was and it was your name. I, I lit up. I'm like, nice. I, I haven't got to actually work with this guy and, and meet this guy. So last question is, uh, who's your favorite baseball team? My favorite baseball team. Well, listen, I. Uh, I can't say I have one right now. I mean, I'm just, uh, I root for all 30 teams equally. I call it right down the middle. I'm someone that uh, I just, I just root for this great game of baseball. What what team have you seen win the World Series live and in person? You probably, actually, Um, now you probably have more than one. I was going to say, yeah, I was my, the first team that I saw clinch a World Series was actually the San Francisco Giants. I was in Texas in 2010 when they won their first of three. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, people, people might identify me as a Red Sox fan, someone that loves the Boston Red Sox, maybe. I think they got you by now. Your voice is pretty distinct. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Jared Carabas, MLB analyst for DraftKings, host of the Baseball is Dead podcast. You've seen him on Nesson, you've seen him on Yes Network, and uh, he's just one of the guys that has helped make baseball cool again. He's one of the guys in the forefront talking about baseball, covering the game, and that's what we're about to do now for at least the next five to ten minutes. So uh, I saw you tweeting out something that I think the Mets fans will get a kick out of. You were really hot on the trail for Seth Lugo, huh? You wanted the Red Sox to sign former Met Seth Lugo. I feel like, well, here's the thing. I wanted the Red Sox to trade for Seth Lugo last deadline, and then when he was a free agent, I was like, yeah, all right, so now it just won't cost anything but money. So then seeing him go to the Kansas City Royals for a minute there, maybe I was a little bit upset about it, but then you kind of come back down to earth and you're like, all right, like list out all the players that you actually want the Red Sox to acquire this winter. And where does Seth Lugo land on that list? And how many of those names above Seth Lugo are still out there? And you can make the case that pretty much all of them are still out there. So while I wanted Seth Lugo, mostly for my own benefit, I just want to say like, hey, I've been on this guy for a while and now the Red Sox have him. Uh, that's not going to happen. He's going to the Royals. Congrats to him. But it's not a huge loss. No, it's not a huge loss. I don't think too many Mets fans are losing sleep over not having Seth Lugo on their team. But no. uh, I know you're also interested in somebody that Mets fans have been talking about a lot lately, too, Yamamoto. And, I mean, Yankee fans, too. Yankee fans with the whole Yamasoto thing. I'm on the record saying I don't believe in Yamasoto. I, I didn't believe we were getting both. Now, we're halfway there with Soto. But Yamamoto, I, I just, I don't know. I, everything screams Dodgers to me. I I think that this contract is going to surprise a lot of people. Like, if you told me that he already has a 10-year offer for $300 million in hand, I would believe you. Uh, I, I Like, originally, at the start of the offseason, which wasn't that long ago, it was in, like, the low 200s, like, oh, you know, it's going to cost $200 million to get this guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, like $200 million for a pitcher that's never played in Major League Baseball before. Now, it, I get the sense, I don't know where you land on it, I get the sense that it's going to be, it, that number is going to start with a three. And if it starts with a three, 
I do not expect the Boston Red Sox to be in the sweepstakes for that. So I've kind of already accepted that he's not coming here. I mean, it's got to be down to the Mets, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. Like, those are, those are the big yeah. three. With the like, posting I don't think fee and, and now with, like, I just – the price for – you're 100% right. The price for Yamamoto – we uh, most of us thought months ago. Let's let's go back to the last year with the World Baseball Classic. We're like, this guy's coming in at twenty five, and you you can get him for a steal. You can get a young ace for a steal. No, he's just as expensive as the rest of these guys. Yeah, three hundred million is probably at this at at this point. It's probably the starting point. If if I were to guess, I think it's the starting point. If, if it doesn't start with the three, Yamamoto's agent is going to say, "Hey, thanks for coming out. Uh, appreciate you taking this meeting." But, uh, you know, you're going to have to be a little bit more of a serious bidder to, to end up with him. But those, those three teams, I mean, the Yankees are for real, obviously, after the Soto deal. Like, I, you know, whether or not you think that he's going to sign an extension, we'll see. But the fact that they went out and got him, and it's, knowing that it could be for just one year, you're, that's an all-in move. And so is signing Yamamoto. It's, it's for now and it's for the future. And the Mets, after getting embarrassed last year, that's something where it's like, all right, you know, isn't that what Steve Cohen's supposed to be all about? Yeah. Like, we brought in Steve Cohen because he's that's the dude he that has unlimited money. <laughs> that's yeah, what he unlimited was money. about. Go- you know, they're they're but, changing they're changing the uh, they're changing course a little bit. It seems maybe a little bit, but then you have the Dodgers now. Uh, they have their issues in the rotation. They've got Shohei Otani. They've got Mookie Betts. They've got Freddie Freeman. Come on over to L.A. It wouldn't surprise me if he ended up with any one of those three teams. It would surprise me a lot if he didn't end up with with one of those three. Yeah, he's not going to randomly be a Cincinnati Red. Uh, so after the Mets no. and the Red Sox miss out on Yamamoto, it's Jordan Montgomery time. Now, Jordan Montgomery, I feel like, has a little villain in him as far as, like, he's spiteful still that the Yankees shunned him, traded him away. He grew the beard out. He's not shaving it again. I don't think there's a reunion in store for Jordan Montgomery with the Yankees, but I think he'll put on that Red Sox jersey or that Mets jersey and try and uh, stick it to the Bronx Bombers. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that if if you want to dive even deeper, the Yankees were the team that told him he wasn't good enough for a playoff rotation. They were the team that was like, eh, you know, we like you, but we don't like but, you that yeah, but much. But you're not getting the ball in October. Bye. Right. Yeah, so like that would bother me a lot. And then go to St. Louis, have success go to Texas, win a World Series, and be a big reason why they won that World Series. Now you can cash in. I don't know that I'm going back to the team that told me I'm not good enough. And, I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's not sitting there thinking, like, oh, like, how do I stick it to the Yankees? Oh, I can go to the Red Sox. Like, players don't think about that. It's more just like, hey, what, is, what do the dollar signs look yeah, like? Just trying to get and money. his wife is uh, – she's working in Boston – in the off season. So they're living in Boston right now because she's working at one of the hospitals in Boston. Um, not that I read too much into it, but it is one of those things where it definitely doesn't hurt to get acclimated to the city, especially if you can fall in love with Boston during the winter time, then you will certainly love it during uh, the spring and summer season. All right. Last thing I got for you, man, this whole uh, deferred money, 680 million, this whole uh, conversation around Otani's contract, I don't mind it. I don't think it's bad for baseball. Do you? I, I see people saying, this is bad. This isn't good for, for the game. I, I think it's perfectly fine, and I don't think other players can really do this. Otani is different. He can do this. Yeah, Otani is different. Like, that's, that's it right there. I mean, he, he made $40 million off the field last year. So he tied his off-the-field money 
tied Jacob DeGrom for what would have been the third highest salary in Major League Baseball. So he can take his $2 million from the Dodgers, and it's projected now that now that he's with the Dodgers that that off-the-field money is going to be $50 million. Okay, so now he makes $52 million combined between his $2 million salary with the Dodgers, his $50 million from off the field, and that is the highest-paid player in Major League Baseball. Right there. Like, I think Aaron Judge was second on the off-the-field money list, and I believe it was $4 million. Yeah, like, it wasn't No one close. is even sniffing off-the-field Shohei money. So it's like, all right, yeah, like you can defer $680 million, and that brings down the luxury tax hit for the Dodgers to, I think, like $46 million, and it helps the team out a lot. And trust me, dude's not starving. He is doing just fine financially with his $2 million salary from the Dodgers. And to anyone that has a problem with it, if, if you have an issue with what Shohei and the Dodgers did, your team is broke or you're mad that your team didn't think of that first. That's it. That's all it is. Because every team had the same opportunity. If you had the money to do it, and, and also look, making your team an attractive option to Shohei Otani. It's not like he took $700 million to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, it's like he went to a team where like this facility is top-notch. This fan base is top-notch. Yeah. There's history here. They're in the playoffs every year. They win 100 games every year. They have Redid Hall of the Famers stadium. and MVPs. They have the highest attendance yeah, like, in the sport. Yeah, like what? what is the downside to, to what Shohei Otani did? If you were in his position, I mean, there's not a lot of people that would have taken a different path. Jared, you're the man, bro. Appreciate you. Keep making baseball cool. Let me know if you need a guy to pop in on Baseball is Dead. I still listen to the pod when I can. And uh, I'm my glad man. we could have you on the fan tonight. You know what? If Here's my promise to you. If and when the Yankees sign Yamamoto, I'm calling you. <laughs> I don't think they're signing Yamamoto. But you never know. Could uh, have. Supposedly know. they feel good after meeting with him yesterday. They feel good about it. So maybe. We'll see. Thanks for the time, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Jared Carabas from DraftKings, MLB analyst. You can find him on Yes Network or Nessin, not the Yes Network. That's the Boston Yes Network. MLB Network, and online on Twitter. He's got like almost half a million followers on Twitter, guys. Huge. And, uh, yeah, we run into each other at the All-Star Game. We run into each other at MLB Network. And it's all love. Yankee fan, Red Sox fan. We both troll each other. He better get ready for all of his jokes about Juan Soto and Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. It's not going to hit the same when the Yankees are back in first place. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 